What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio. I'm Pastor Stewart, joined by the Pastor Brandon Neely. And uh, we're coming today to talk to you guys a little bit more about understanding <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Fixing these wires for us. <laughs> push the wires out of the shot. Thank I you. See them. I they're, appreciate your attention to detail. You're bothering me. <laughs> anyway, here to bring you another episode of Rapture Radio. Quick reminder, if you're looking for ways to find more bits of this information, you can go on wearechristchurch.com, search for any of our media there, or go to sermonaudio.com, search keyword Rapture Radio, or We Are Christ Church. You can find all the episodes of this That's show. Right. That's right. That's right. We have a special guest today. We do, Rowdy. Rowdy's, <laughs> Rowdy's literally in the house. Go lay down, boy. Go lay down. We got work to do here. That's awesome. Pastor Brandon, where are we going today? Today we're going to be talking about the temple. Ooh. Temple. Mm. Now, we've been talking about the literal interpretation of uh, Scripture. Right. That was and last we, week. Yeah, and we mentioned one of the greatest errors of the um, literal interpretation, the extreme literal interpretation of Scripture, is they tear Israel and the church apart. Right, right. And so today we're looking at another error, and that is that they believe, based on their literalist approach to Old Testament prophecies, mm -hmm. that there will one day be a new temple constructed. Now this is primarily the dispensational group that we're kind of talking about, right? Dispensational, premillennial, yes. Okay, okay. And how this um, intersects with other types of premillennialists, I'm, you know, we'd have to go into that in greater detail. Right, sure, sure. But just at a uh, basic level today, we're going to discuss what to make of all the Old Testament passages hmm. that foretell a coming temple. Right. A new temple. And this is important, you know, we should say, and I think we've yes. said it before, but this is important to talk about because the vast majority of American Christianity, Western Christianity, kind of picks up a dispensational in times view, just sure. because that's the culture that we're brought up in. So it's important to kind of go through these things and talk about them, I think. I think so. We need to go through them systematically, mm -hmm. try to uh, interpret the Bible, you know, correctly. Right. That's and, important. <laughs> and when we come to understand what the Bible teaches about the new temple, it's glorious and it's good news. Right. That's right. So that's why we got to look at it. That's right. So I got a few Bible passages for us just to start. We could go to many Old Testament passages, honestly, and speak of the foretold temple. Yeah. But I picked a couple for us. All right, where are we going? Um, Isaiah we go? 56. Okay. Verse 7. It's speaking of the millennial kingdom, speaking of the, the rule and reign, the kingdom of the coming Messiah. Okay. And it says, These I will bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. You, you already recognize those terms, holy mountain, right? You know, Mount of Olives. The, right. Uh, my house will be a house of prayer. Right. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices will be accepted on my altar. So we see a reinstating of sacrifices. It seems right. That's right. You see priests mm -hmm. in a temple. You see the duties. with sacrifices. Right. For my house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. Who said that in the New Testament? I That's right, Jesus. This is an important passage. Jesus, um, Jesus restates this passage. Mm -hmm. But does he mean that there will one day be a literal temple built in a future millennial kingdom in Israel, reinstating the sacrifices, reinstating the offerings, reinstating the Levites? Well, that doesn't, does he mean all these things literally? That wouldn't make sense, of course. <laughs> Go lay down, Rowdy. Take care of business here. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense, I don't think, um, because of different things that we see later on whenever Jesus is is talking. He says, 
that we're done with sacrifices. Well, he doesn't say it, but his sacrifice is the ultimate sacrifice, that we, we're finished with this stuff, so why on earth would we come back and do it again? Amen. I don't get it. I was busy beating my dog. <laughs> so... That's why I vamped there for a moment. <laughs> no, that was good. That was good. Exactly. If he has offered a sacrifice once and for all, right. why would we reinstate it? And of course, the answer they say is because it's like the Lord's Supper. It's a memorial. You're remembering what he has done Through by sacrifice. offering up these sacrifices. That's what they would say. Well, That's the Lord's Supper is much right more there. than a memorial. Right. It's a uh, covenant symbol. Mm. And the covenant symbol of the new covenant is the Lord's Supper. Mm. not sacrificial lambs or circumcision or circumcision which if you take the passages in ezekiel which point forward to a renewed temple Mm -hmm. you also have to see circumcision reinstated Mm. you see the problem is when you think when you interpret these incorrectly literally Mm -hmm. the passage in ezekiel chapter 40 through 48 Mm -hmm. passage in isaiah others in jeremiah 33 Mm -hmm. you go backwards Mm-hmm. You go backwards to circumcision. Right. You go backwards to sacrifice mm-hmm. instead of forward to redemption. Mm-hmm. See, the literal approach, right, really is one of the worst ever's. The worst <laughs> ever. The it really does lead to horrible error. Okay. Okay. All right. Listen to what Jesus says, or what Paul says in Numbers chapter twelve, verse six, and he said. Listen carefully to this, because this is going to explain to us how the Old Testament prophets are speaking to us. Okay. Though they use what seems to be literal language, temple measurements, sizes of the temple, etc., Ezekiel goes into great detail. Okay. okay. It explains to us what's happening here. Numbers 12, verse 6, and he said, hear my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. Okay. I speak with him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He is faithful in all my house. With him I speak mouth to mouth, clearly, and not in riddles. Hmm. So you see two types of revelation to the Old Testament prophets. Right, right. You have one, you know, clearly, and the other in visions and in riddles. Right. A lot of these apocalyptic visions which are given to Daniel, to Jeremiah, to Ezekiel, to Isaiah. Yeah. They're like riddles. They're, they're hard to understand. Yeah. Yeah. They use typology and foreshadowing and, and all manner of metaphor. Right. Right. They're not to be taken literally as the, the uh, commandments uh, given to Moses, for example, the Ten Commandments. And it are, says clearly right here, it's like, I'm, I'm intentionally doing this. Don't try to interpret this literally. I'm intentionally yes. making this more like a, like a riddle, to use these words. Yeah, here. so it's there's different types of prophecies. Yeah. And if you take these visions, which are signs mm-hmm. signifying things, signifying truths, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and you take those literally, you're, you, no one can take them literally. Mm. Not in a, any consistent fashion. Right. For example, the temple in Ezekiel is said to be atop one of the highest of all mountains. In Jerusalem, the highest hill is like 2,000 feet. So you can't you can't. <laughs> it's not take possible these, to do that. No, right. you can't take these consistently, literally. Right. right. What we need to do is look to the New Testament and see where were these passages um, repeated. Mm-hmm. And how do the New Testament authors interpret this foretelling of a coming temple? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and we know mm-hmm. what Jesus said, don't we? I just have a few string of things. Yeah. What did he tell the woman at the well? He said, the hour is coming when you will no longer worship here or there or on this mountain or on that, but everywhere. That's right. Not in Jerusalem, not at Mount Gerizim, where the Samaritans thought, you know, was the holy hill. He was but ending, spirit and truth. He was ending the worship wars, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say? He said, those old wineskins are going to burst. 
they can't hold the blessings of the new covenant. Mm. The old has passed away. The new covenant is being established. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jerusalem would be destroyed in 70 AD by God's judgment. Right. Jesus foretold it. He said in Luke chapter 11, verse 8, if I remember correctly, when you see armies surrounding Jerusalem, you know, you know the time is near. Mm. He mm-hmm. prophesied that Jerusalem would be destroyed. What did he say about the temple? Tear this temple down. I will rebuild it in three days. Mm, we'll get to that in a little bit. Mm. But he told his disciples when they were impressed with the magnitude of the construction, he said, listen, within one generation, all of this will be leveled. Mm. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Mm. He prophesied the destruction of the temple, the destruction of, Jer- of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. in order to make way for the new Jerusalem mm. and the new temple foretold by Ezekiel, Jeremiah, and Isaiah. Mm. Not a literal one. But still a temple, nonetheless, a, right. a full a fulfillment of everything that the temple ever pointed to. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It, God can't be held inside of a, a earthly temple, right? So, uh, right. so this this can't be the final fulfillment of things, right? But what can God be contained in? Well, it says that in Jesus the fullness of the Godhead dwelt bodily. Hmm. You see, now we're just getting into the the true meaning of this, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the future foretelling of a future temple by Ezekiel, Jeremiah, Isaiah, etc. It's not foretelling the building of a temple in the future millennial reign in Jerusalem. Right. It's foretelling the coming of Jesus, Mm -hmm. who is God incarnate. Right. Who tabernacled among us. Right. Right. Who is the temple of God. Amen. If you want to go to God, you go to Jesus. If you want to worship God, you must be in Jesus, mm-hmm. in union with Jesus, mm-hmm. who is the chief cornerstone of God's holy temple. Mm-hmm. You and I, what? Living stones united to him by the Spirit of God. Ooh, yes. So yes. you see, this is not literalistic interpretation, right. but what we are doing is going to the New Testament authors, mm-hmm. seeing how they use temple language, right. and interpreting it in that way. Right. They're not looking for a literal temple. And was it no. Peter in Second Peter? He's talking about you are living stones. That's right. Being built up into a spiritual house. With he the said we are being a, Christ. Yeah, a royal priesthood. He says we're the priests. Mm. We're not looking for. We're not looking for a literal priesthood to arise up somewhere. A new line from Aaron or any of those kind of things. We're not looking for an actual temple. No. He's saying here we are now. You're the priests. The temple. And you're is the his. temple. And Jesus at the temple. Right. You're united to. Right. Right. Um. Let me go to a few of examples just so we can get them out there for our office, our audience. He said, if you tear down this temple, I'll build it up in three days. Mm-hmm. What do you think he was talking about? John tells us he was talking about the temple of his body. Mm-hmm. You can't be more clear than Where that. Where the Godhead dwells bodily. Exactly. Boom shakalaka. He comes to tabernacle <laughs> among us. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead, as you were saying. Mm. When we gather in him and before him in worship, we are gathering at the temple. Mm. spiritual temple atop mount zion i should add according to hebrews chapter 12 right accompanied by a host of uh, innumerable angels Mm. and all those who've died and gone on before us wait so hold on what you're saying is going to church matters it is uh, (laughs) non-negotiable it's not look wwjd what did jesus do on the sabbath he went to church he went to church (laughs) went to the synagogue yes indeed as was his custom says luke chapter four so amen he is the chief cornerstone of God's new temple. We're the living stones. We get this. Right. He is the temple not made with human hands. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the living water flowing from the temple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is the manna from heaven, which was in the ark mm-hmm. of the covenant in the temple. So we should not be looking 
for a real temple to start being if built. If we again. do, we're sinning against the person and work of Jesus Christ. Dang, you said it. We did. We are. We are. <laughs> oh. In ignorance and deception. Yeah. We are highly confused. Mm. He is mm. not only the manna inside of the Ark of the Covenant, inside of the Holy of Holies of the Temple, he is also the one who fulfills the law written on the tablets of stone. Mm. And then he sends a spirit to put those laws on your heart, and you too become a temple of the Holy Spirit. Ooh. You Amen. see, this, this gets good. This is good stuff. What does Paul say? No, you're not that your body is a temple of the Lord. Mm. Now, there he's talking about the congregation of the church, that body. Mm. But it's also true that the Spirit indwells us. Mm. The law written on our hearts, like our heart is the Ark of the Covenant, and the law is right inside there, and our body becomes a temple. Mm. But we're also priests offering up our bodies as living sacrifices, mm. holy and acceptable unto the Lord. Ooh, this is we could do this all right day. When, this is great. when you do this strange literalistic approach to scripture, you're not doing something noble. Mm. You're 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 being gullible. Right. 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 If not worse. You're setting yourself up for some serious trouble. Yeah. What about the lambs that were sacrificed? Behold the Lamb of God mm. who comes to take away the sins of the world. Mm. Amen. And the whole institution of the Passover where the whole point was to point forward to Jesus. Right? And it's all fulfilled. Amen. That's right. There's no Amen. longer any need, any need of a temple. What did Jesus say clearly? He said, something greater than the temple is here. Mm. Amen. He is the Amen. temple. To him do we go to worship God. Mm -hmm. To him do we pray. Mm -hmm. In him mm -hmm. do we gather in the presence of the Lord. Amen. He Amen. is God walking among us, Emmanuel. Amen. God with us. Amen. Man, that's good stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the cool thing before we go. Okay. What? Paul says that he labors in the temple. Who labors in the temple? Paul says he labors in the temple. Paul does. A good workman, right? Okay. He's careful what sort of stones he builds with. Ooh. And when All you right. understand his analogy, what he's saying is as we go out into the world as priest kings, mm -hmm. as evangelists heralding the good news mm -hmm. that the gospel of Jesus Christ is going out and it's it's taking quarries from the the it's taking rocks from the quarry of Satan mm -hmm. and turning them into living stones Ooh. in the temple of God. Mm. So as the kingdom advances by the preaching of the gospel, mm -hmm. it is deconstructing the the fortress and the 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 uh, battlements of the enemy, pulling stones off of his walls and gates, and turning them into living stones to his temple, and building the temple with it. Ooh, I like that. I mean, it, I like so, that. And, and it expands yeah. through gospel preaching mm -hmm. as dead stones become living stones, as he turns stones into children of Abraham. Amen. Oh, dang. <laughs> That was legit. That's right. Stones in the temple. <laughs> this is one of the most glorious good news messages of Scripture. That's awesome. Let's not lose it for dumbness. Yeah. Wrong Let's interpretation. Let's be faithful to text. Gets you in trouble. Study to show thyself approved. Amen. Amen. That's right. Rightly dividing the word of Scripture. Amen. Amen. Man, this, is a, this was a great show. I think so, too, man. Look, if you guys are looking for more stuff like this, that was really cool, by the way. If you're looking <laughs> for more information on stuff like this, you can go to wearechristchurch.com and check out all of our media there. You can also go to sermonaudio.com and search keyword wearechristchurch or Rapture Radio specifically to see these shows pop up and listen to the backlog that we've got stored up there and stay tuned in for new episodes coming yep. up later yes, on. Sir. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you all next time. Next time.